Welcome to the Lorraine Murphy Show. I'm a mentor, four times author, leader of my Bull Darling Mastermind for female entrepreneurs, retreat host, and I've gotten to host this podcast for five years. As with all of my work, this show is to serve female entrepreneurs who want to optimize their energy and their mindsets in order to build the businesses and lives of their dreams. I've walked this entrepreneurial path for 11 years now, and I can tell you that there is a way to have a business you love and still have the space and time for all the other parts of your life that make you, you. Whether your number one priority right now is to scale your business, upgrade your finances, rediscover yourself, find more energy, get more organized, reconnect with yourself, or build a life and or business that's more aligned for you, or all of the above, I am here as your guide on the show to help you make it a reality. Listen in on my dulcet Irish tones as I share tales from the front line of my business and mentoring, behind the scenes insights on how I'm approaching life and business, and speak with brilliant expert guests. Search The Lorraine Murphy Show wherever you get your podcasts. A new episode drops every Friday. Subscribe to make sure you always catch the freshest episodes. Let's dive in to this week's show. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of the Lorraine Murphy Show. I'm feeling very relaxed recording this episode because it is Wednesday, it is my Mama Wilder Day and it was actually our first one in it feels like I think about two months because we've been on holidays here in, so school holidays here in Spain and we went back to Ireland for three weeks so it feels like every Wednesday has been, yeah, with the whole family. And extended families as well, between Wade's parents visiting here at the moment in Spain and also being back home in Ireland with my parents and extended family as well. So yeah, today was really, really special. Just that beautiful morning, we went down to the beach together. Then we came back, we went for lunch together. He orders a salmon toast. I order a salmon bagel and we get fresh orange juices and have gave him a little shower when we got home. He's gone down to bed. I had a beautiful shower myself. And I'm sitting here in a clean bikini because I will take the kids swimming again this afternoon when Lexi gets home from school. I've got a beautiful candle lit beside me. It's, yeah, it's nice. It's nice. So today's episode is a solo episode, and I am talking about breakthroughs. And this is very much in the spirit of the most fun business training that I I think I've ever done, which just launched yesterday. It's called The Bold Breakthrough. And the reason I've created it is that the biggest problem that I see entrepreneurs having, and this is based on spending time with my brilliant Bold Darling group. It's based on the time that I spend with my one-on-one mentees, my own experience, my experience talking to friends, is that it is so difficult to find the time to work on a business. We get so into the weeds and on the tools that we neglect. I like to think about like almost like elevating up out of our business and having that opportunity to look at, okay, this is a trouble spot that I'm currently experiencing. How do I get out of this? And the problem that so many entrepreneurs have is that they're just so busy in the do that they never have that that opportunity in that space to elevate out and really think about, okay, what are my challenges right now and what can I do about them? So I've created the bold breakthrough and it is essentially helping you with five different business trouble spots over five days 
in the time that it takes to drink a cup of coffee. So five minutes a day, Monday to Friday. And each day I will be focusing on a different trouble spot. So you can sign up at lorrainemurphy.com.au forward slash TBB. So for the bold breakthrough, I'll pop the link in the show notes as well. And each day for the five days, you will receive a short five minute video and also the audio file, because I know a lot of people like completing my programs, cruising around, listening to them in the car and so on. And you can also opt in to getting an SMS from me each morning as well. And then at the end, we have a live action masterclass, which is where we really bring together and integrate the learnings from the bold breakthrough. And I've actually created three different options of times for that. So no matter where you are in the world, there will be an option that suits you. That was fun (laughs) to figure out spots that suit the entire world, but I think I got there. So again, we'd love to have you joining me. It is kicking off on Monday, the 18th of September. It runs till Friday, 22nd, the the initial five-day phase. And again, you can sign up at lorrainemurphy.com.au forward slash TBB for the bold breakthrough. And as I said, in the spirit of breakthroughs, I wanted to share seven of my own greatest breakthroughs as part of this solo episode. I thought it'd be fun for me to go and identify what I would see them being, and then also fun to pass on the lessons with the intent that they will help you in your life, in your business as well. And what I really see a breakthrough as, it's when we go from that feeling of that stuck feeling, like I'm just hemmed in here. I don't know where to go from here. I don't know where to start. I don't know what to do. I just need someone to kind of airdrop in and tell me what I should be doing here. So it's going from that feeling of feeling stuck to moving to a feeling of clarity and a clear path forward. And and that bridge between that gap between feeling stuck and having that path forward that that's the breakthrough. And that breakthrough can come in the form of many different things. It can be an action, it can be an insight, an idea, a perspective or tool or resource. They can come in many different forms, but the key thing is that they really enable us to bridge that gap between that stuck feeling of where we are are at one particular point and over that bridge to that really powerful, clear, motivated state that, that we want to be in on the other side of a breakthrough. So here we go. Let's go through these. I've got seven for you. I probably could have done about 30, but I tried to keep it to seven given podcast episode length. So, and I also tried to do these in chronological order. I thought it'd be fun to unpack them in that way. So the first major breakthrough that I can really identify for myself was back in 2010. And this was attending an NLP weekend. So if you're not familiar with NLP, it's Neuro Linguistic Programming. And it's, I guess, an offshoot of psychology, which really focuses on how you can retrain your brain, uh, how you can access certain states. So maybe that's certain emotions or certain different states. And you can use that in order to really empower yourself and to really change your life. So if you want to know of a very, very famous NLP practitioner, that would be Tony Robbins, for example. So most of the work that Tony Robbins has pioneered is based on neuro-linguistic programming. So back in, I think it was March 2010, I had a friend of a friend who said, oh, I'm going to this weekend. It was free or was quite cheap. And it's a two and a half day NLP weekend. And I just thought it all looked a bit strange and a bit culty and was like, yeah, maybe not. And I spoke to Wade about it. I just met Wade. We were only together like six months at this point, not even four months. 
And he said, oh yeah, I've done a few of them. They're awesome. Like I really, I really think you get a lot out of it. So I went along and I remember leaving the office early. I was in my public relations role at the moment, at the time, left the office early on Friday lunchtime and went straight over to the convention center in Darling Harbor and proceeded to spend two and a half days jumping around, high-fiving, working through a quite a detailed workbook and really diving into myself for the first time. And that was at the grand old age of 27. So over that weekend, I've articulated what my highest values were, what the the highest vision for my business, or not my business, I didn't have one then, but what the highest vision for my life could be. And interestingly, it was in that weekend that I really identified a wish or a desire for me to actually start my own business one day. That was not something that was activated in me at all. At the time I was working in, as I said, in PR, I had a goal of getting to account director level by the age of 26, which I just ticked. And I really remember a sense of back then going, okay, now what? Like I'm 27. What am I doing here? Like, what's the plan here? And I really didn't have one. And I had never done that level of introspection before. So as much as I don't advocate for having regrets, but something I would say to someone who's 20 (laughs) is to go and do that course now rather than waiting like I did to to 27 but that said obviously you're never too late I remember sitting next to a guy and for part of that training and he was in his 60s and he was getting so much out of that weekend so which is really really inspiring for me to see that so that NLP weekend was a breakthrough for a few different reasons as I said one was that level of introspection that I had never had two it was yeah the first demonstration to myself that I could invest in my own training beyond an employer paying for it and when I say paying for it I don't just mean in time I don't just mean in money I also mean for time in time and and also getting really clear on what it was that I could get out of my life rather than identifying what I should do you know I should go to university and I should go do the travel and I should get with this boyfriend and it's more about what I could do rather than what I should do and that was a huge breakthrough for me that weekend because as I said that really did plant the seeds for me to start my own business at some point. As it happened, it took another just over two years for me to start the business, which was the Remarkables Group. However, the seeds were very much planted back in that weekend. So that was breakthrough number one. A second breakthrough I had was 18 months into that same business, and I was feeling really pretty exhausted now, I've seen this happen to a few mentees and I've, I've talked to a lot of friends about this. The experience of you start a business and you're so excited and you've got the website and you've got the business cards. I don't know if anyone even does business cards anymore, do they? I haven't had one for many, many years. And you launch this business and it's so exciting. It's all you can think about. It's all you can talk about. It's all you can do. And then at around the kind of one to one and a half year point, you kind of get to the point of going, okay, this is it then. Like this is the honeymoon period's over. This is the long haul or the hard slog now with this business. And the excitement can, I'm not saying it happens for everyone, but it definitely happened for me. The excitement can really wane. And I've seen a few business owners drop off at that point where they've gone. I remember there was a woman that I knew through a mentoring program. We were both a mentor in a particular mentoring program and she was amazing at recruitment. 
And her and I started our businesses at a similar time and she started her business as a recruiter. And after about 18 months of running the business, she just said, look, this isn't for me. I'd rather just go back and work for someone. I think she was a good example of someone who started a business because they were really good at something, but didn't really think about the business aspect. And yeah, I've seen that a lot as well. So anyway, I'm 18 months in. I'm just like really tired and just going, oh my God, do I even want to do this for another 18 months? Never mind, eight years. And I was really quite ready to jack the whole thing in, to be honest. I had done a speaking tour, a five-state speaking tour over 10 days, which was my first time doing something like that. And I was exhausted at the end of it. And I was on a plane flying back from Adelaide to Sydney on the last day of that tour. And I remember making a list of the different companies that I could ask to buy my business because I was that done with it. As I said, I think 70% of it was just exhaustion and burn, burn, you know, burnout. But I thankfully didn't sell the business. I got my ass in gear and there was a few different things that I did in order to really build that infrastructure around me at that point in the business. So the first thing I did was I hired a GM into the business. The second thing I did was I started a non-exec advisory board, which was an absolute game changer. And the third thing I did, which I would say was probably the biggest breakthrough around that time, was I hired a business coach. I went to meet one of my ex-colleagues from the agency I'd worked in before I started my business. And she was like a different person. Like before she had been quite stressed. I would say borderline anxious, very busy all the time. She had a big role. And she had actually left that agency to take on an even bigger role, like a much, much bigger role. So I was curious going to meet her. And when I met her, I was like, holy shit, you are so chilled. Like, what are you taking? I need the supplement, whatever you're taking, please tell me. And she laughed and she said, oh no, I've actually been working with the business coach. When I knew I was taking this role, I really wanted to maximize my chance of making a success of it. So I started working with this coach. So I was literally on the phone to him at eight o'clock the next morning. His name is Ronan. I've actually interviewed him on the podcast in an older episode. And I committed to doing a month of intensive work with Ronan, which I think was about like a half day for four weeks in a row, I think maybe. It was very expensive. And you know, even now looking back at that figure, I'm like, oh, that was actually quite expensive. And then I worked with him weekly and then we dropped back to fortnightly and then we dropped back to monthly. So I think all up I worked with Ronan for about three years, but that was the biggest breakthrough. And I thought because I was so strung out over the business, I'd had a hire that hadn't worked out. I'd taken my eye off the ball with revenue generation because I was dealing with that hire situation. And I was so strung out. I thought when we started that work together that we would work on the business. And I thought it'd be like an emergency response to getting this business back on track. And actually it was the very opposite. We just focused on me for probably the first two months. We didn't do anything on the business. So we worked on clearing all the, the, the negative limiting beliefs that I've been carrying around, my perceptions of the business, what I thought maybe was possible for me in my own personal life and the business. We dived really, really deep into me. We did some very, very, very deep work. And it was fascinating, even though we probably didn't start to talk about the business fully until month three, even in the first two weeks, I could see a difference in the business. And the reason for that was that I was better. You know, when the business owner is in a good state, I like to talk about that the, a business runs off the founder's energy. So because the energy that I was emitting for the business and I was able to hold for the business was so much more high vibration high quality energy, essentially, it just meant that the business, because it was running off that energy, immediately started to to turn around and start to succeed. 
which was really, really, really fascinating given we didn't touch the business at all. And yet somehow it's getting better and better and better. So that was a real eye opener for me. So I really think hiring that business coach Ronan back then was one of the biggest breakthroughs that I've had over the last kind of decade or so. Now, the third breakthrough that I had was a lot of my feelings. So backtrack, just in case you're not familiar with my story. I ran the Remarkables Group, that business for the first five and a half years of that business and then I sold it to my business partner and then I started my second business which was essentially brand Lorraine which is what we're conversing within now so that was my writing my mentoring my speaking and then in time then started to create online programs and so on and a real feeling that I had of being stuck around say 2019 was that I had so many revenue streams. I had revenue streams it felt coming out of my ears and I just couldn't keep up with them all. And it was a real challenge that I had started the second business having not really done very much at all with Brand Lorraine. And then every single idea I had, and because I didn't have a team to kind of keep me accountable, I go, hey, Lorraine, why are we barking up this random tree? I just went nuts. I flung so much spaghetti at the wall. I remember being on a a retreat to Bali when I was, I think it was 2018, 2019. And I sat by the pool and I listed out all of the different revenue streams. So existing ones that I was selling at the time and future ones that I was, they were kind of imminently due to actually be launched within the business. And I got to 17 revenue streams, which is, you don't need me to tell you, that is way too many revenue streams, particularly given that so many of them required you know, creation from scratch as well. So yeah, not a good idea having 17 revenue streams. And as I said, it was a real blocker for me, you know, just having that sense of how do I even, it was like, I was just chasing my tail constantly with these different revenue streams. So that was a massive block and and a breakthrough I had that day sitting by the pool was, okay, I need to reduce these. And I was reading at the time, it was Leah Babauta, And I had read The Power of Less before, but he was another book, which I can't remember right now. But he basically said that the ideal number of revenue streams is three. That's ideal. So I was like, okay, how can, I don't think I'm going to be able to get it down to three right now, but how can I get it at least, you know, starting to go south? And over time, and this has been a, Jesus, four-year process, I have gradually whittled down the number of revenue streams that I now offer. So right now, as I'm recording this episode, I've got five revenue streams. And that is it. So I've got my annual mentoring program, which is called the Magnificence Program, which is invite only. And I've also got my Power Quarter Mentoring, which is three-month one-on-one mentoring with me. I've then got my Bold Darling Mastermind, which is more of a, I guess, a scaled up, I'll talk about that in a second, scaled up opportunity to work with me. So it's group mentoring and group coaching and group workshops. And then I've also got retreats. So I've got my retreat to Bali coming up in, oh gosh, only a few weeks now. I'm so excited. And then the fifth one is, I'm going to call it just like ad hoc events and trainings. And then obviously my online programs within that one as well. So I've really whittled down my revenue streams. And that was such a massive breakthrough as those decisions to either kill off a revenue stream or not progress revenue streams that just weren't earning their keep, either energetically for me or joy-wise for me or financially. And being very, very intentional about the offers that I do bring in. It was only this year I created my Amplify You program. And that was the first new program that I had created in oh, I think three or four years, the last one I created was my Step Into You program. So 
that has been an absolute breakthrough because it means that I can go a lot deeper on my existing revenue streams. It also means that I'm not confusing people. I think I was definitely doing that in the early days of the business where I had so many different offers that people were like, who, who, are, who are you talking to? What do you stand for? I don't really understand. And I think that was part of deciding to cut down our revenue streams as well was realizing, okay, I'm happy for my content to help as many people as it possibly can. But the real heartland of my audience is female entrepreneurs. That's who I am. It's who I get. They're the people that I work with the most in my business. And it made sense to really start to use US terminology, you know, niche down somewhat into really focusing on female entrepreneurs. So between reducing the revenue streams and getting really clear on who my ideal, my perfect customer is, was incredibly helpful at like getting that clarity. And it just means that the business runs so much more efficiently. It means that I don't have to have as many team members. It means that those team members aren't doing literally 17 different projects at any one time. So that breakthrough of realizing, okay, you've got too many revenue streams. You need to whittle them down and focus on doing a really good job with the ones you have. That was huge, absolutely huge for me and for the business. I want to take a quick pause from today's episode to introduce you to one of my wonderful, bold, darling members. So each week for the next couple of weeks, I'll be sharing a few words from an actual member of Bold Darling and how they find the experience of being in there. And today's member is Alison Balson. So Alison has created an incredible business called The Incremental Shift, which supports families with neurodivergent family members. So you can check out her business at theincrementalshift.com. So let's bring on Alison. Hi there, Alison from The Incremental Shift. I joined Bold Darling because I wanted to learn from others. I wanted to learn from people who had been there before me. I wanted to be around people who were going through all the same things that I was going through. And I wanted to really shortcut that early phase of business setup and working things out. The best thing about being a member is that there are always regular check-ins, there's always content that you can view in order to keep momentum going. I think that was key for me was to just keep going. Just a small step forward is still a small step forward. And Bold Darling has been spectacular for that in little bite-sized pieces. Bold Darling has helped me in my life and business by being able to blend the two in a real authentic way and knowing that there are others going through the journey with you. So when you're struggling, they're kind of struggling too. When you're doing really well, they're there celebrating with you too. That is really helpful and reassuring. If you have a glimmer of a feeling that this could be right for you, then I would suggest joining as soon as you can. Once you've made that commitment, the, everything else will flow. Your actions, you will gain momentum, you will build on things and you will just see everything come together. Thank you so much, Alison. Absolutely love having you as part of Bold Darling for the last six months. Okay, let's get back to this week's episode. The fourth major breakthrough that I had was energy management I am in human design a generator. So if you're not familiar with human design, check out my episode with Billy Rutledge, who is a human design guide. And her and I did a conversation around like the 101 of human design. 
So I'm a generator. So you can be a generator, you can be a manifester, you can be a manifesting generator, you can be a mirror, and I can't remember the last one, but I'm a generator. And if you're a generator, it means that you're very good at you're generating a lot of energy. That real go, go, go energy can be highly productive, get through a lot of work very quickly. But the problem with generators is that we can burn out. It's like the, the, the trade is going and going and going, and then all of a sudden it just runs out of fuel, and that's it. It just screeches to a halt. And that's almost like the cycle or the pattern that generators can run with. So that was very much me. I'm very, naturally, I'm just quite high energy. And then you add generator into the mix as well. And my ridiculously, you know, (laughs) type A personality at times, and it's on. And what I realized was I was coming back into the business after having Wilders. This is just over two years ago. And I had created this quarterly plan, which was, as you can imagine, super ambitious for someone who just had three months off on, I called it in baby land. And I looked at this plan and went, holy shit, Lorraine, you know, you've got a, what was he then? Like four month old baby. You've got this really ambitious quarterly plan. You've also got another, you know, another child and how I didn't want to water down what I had committed to doing within the business over that following three months. But I did want to make sure that I could be as big as possible of an energetic container for that amount of work as I possibly could. And because I didn't, of course, want to burn out. I didn't want to make myself sick. I didn't want to create you know, stress, particularly for Wilder, as I was starting to ease back into working and Nanny was coming to look after him in our home. So that was all very much on my mind. And then I had this idea going well, Lorraine, you're interested in energy management. It's something that you've been exploring, both yourself and with your mentees. So how about you actually create an energy management plan, which will enable you to actually complete the business plan? And I was like, oh my God, Lorraine, you are so smart. So I created this energy management plan. It's like a pyramid structure. And I just sketched it out and stuck it up on the fridge. And I had so many questions. I just did a quick Insta story on it. And I had so many questions that... I actually created it as a resource for my community. And I also wrote about it in Step Into You. I said, no, I didn't. That was post-Step Into You. But I've woven it into a lot of my retreats and my one-on-one mentoring as well, that, that idea of having an energy management plan. And that was a really, really big breakthrough for me because I think it's the first time that I probably kind of knew it on a cognitive level, but it's the first time that I really internalized that that realization that okay you need to really think about how you're going to manage your energy in order to do all of the things that you want to do and show up as the person that you want to show up as in all the different things that you want to do so that energy management piece was was really really big and it enabled me then to well, first of all, you know, initially go back into the business and, and complete that quarterly plan, but also just to pace myself through business. And there's things that I do now that I would never have done before. So at the moment, I'm heading into, well, I'm technically in launch phase right now for my beautiful bull darling mastermind. And something I have done is I've booked out two days on the other side of the launch as just pure recharge days. I would never have done that in the past. I would have just gone, okay, launch is done. Next thing, let's go. And so it's just that intentionality and that desire to create more space for me in order to be the golden goose that I want to be for you know my mentees and communities and so on as well. So energy management, realizing that was a huge breakthrough for me. Now, the fifth breakthrough is a little bit different. It's very much tied to the finances of, of the business. 
and it is implementing Profit First. So again, if you haven't heard about Profit First before, I have an interview, was it an older episode, with Laura Elkaslassi, and she is the CEO of Profit First Australia and New Zealand, and she steps through what Profit First is. In a very, very quick nutshell, it basically means that every dollar you bring into your business, you allocate it according to a particular set of ratios. So you might say, for example, that 10% of every dollar goes to profit and you put it into a profit bank account. You might say that 30% of your total revenue goes into your your salary, your pay for the business. Then you might say that, where am I up to? I'm up to 40. You might say that 10% goes to tax. And then you might say that the remaining 50% goes into operating expenses, which is where you pay everyone else in your team if you have them. And things like subscriptions and office rent, all all the things, all the other kind of hard costs of your business come out of OPEX. So that's really it in a nutshell. And what you then do is you accumulate your profit account over three months. And at the end of the three months, you split that in two and you take 50% of it out for you to enjoy as the business owner. It's like your reward. And then the other 50% stays in the business essentially as, as your business rainy day fund. So that was a book that I read. It took me a couple of years to actually implement Profit First. And I finally implemented it at the start of last year. And it has been an absolute game changer. I'm so, so happy that I've done it. It just gives me visibility because as seasoned as an entrepreneur as I was before I started implementing it, I would still fall into the trap of going, oh, I just had like a $5,000 invoice paid. Great. That's $5 I can spend on XYZ. And Mike Michalowicz, who's the author of The Profit First, he's the creator of Profit First and the author of, of The Profit First book. He talks about it as large plate mentality. And, and my parents eat off tiny dinner plates, like what I would consider just up from a side plate. They are my parents' dinner plates. And the reason is that they will serve up dinner and they will have their plate full of food. And they say that if they had bigger plates, they would just eat more food. They would just pile the plates up because the plates would look really, really empty. And Mike Michalowicz talked about this. It's that big plate versus small plate psychology. So if, for example, you know that you've just had a whole bunch of different invoices paid and you're like, woo, I'm rolling it, even on a subconscious or unconscious level, you will make different decisions around your money because you think you've got all that money. However, the reality is that that money needs to be sliced up in different directions. Like, for example, I said tax, daily profit, if you're implementing profit first, wages, rents, super, insurances, you know the drill. So what Profit First has really taught me is a small plate mentality. So I think from memory, my ratio is 50% of whatever comes in goes on operating expenses. And that has been really helpful because I do those allocations. I do them twice a month, every second Thursday, and I can see straight away, okay, Lorraine, this is the money that you have to spend right now, rather than thinking, oh, everything sitting in the income account is cash that I can that I can spend. So it's a really simple thing. It pretty much just ensures us against ourselves as business owners. And as I said, it's been a, a massive breakthrough for me because it gives me that visibility, gives me that structure. And it's really satisfying seeing the profit bank up every fortnight. You know, some weeks it's not that much. Sometimes it's a pretty decent chunk, but it's encouraging to see that profit building. Now, the sixth huge breakthrough that I had was creating my bold darling mastermind. So I actually conceived of Bold Darling. I didn't have the name. I had a different name for it. And I conceived it 
two and a half years before I finally launched it. I conceived it in Bali and I remember coming back so excited with my big A3 sketch pad under my desk coming back into the team on the first day after my trip to Bali and being so excited to step them through it. And then, oh God, lots of things happened. We got pregnant with Wilder and then COVID hit and there just never felt like the right time to launch it. And I finally launched it in March of last year and it was just incredible. Like the reception to it was absolutely incredible. And and if you're not familiar with Bold Darling, the, the, the core principle that it's built on is that we should and we can build super successful businesses without the need to sacrifice ourselves on the altar of those same businesses. And we have a monthly masterclass that I host. And then each month, then we also have an expert come in and host a workshop for us as well. And we do quarterly planning days, which is where you literally have me to guide you through your next 90 days of strategy and planning and implementation. So it's just been a dream having Bold Darling for for that long because it's coming up to a year and a half old, which is amazing. And if you haven't already heard, I will be opening doors this month in September. So stay tuned for that. And the reason Bold Darling was such a big breakthrough for me was... I had toyed around with different memberships. I had a cook-up club, for example, and I also had a call to the LM Love Club, which was a membership group that I would meet up with once a month. And it was, you didn't have to be a business owner. There was no set schedule. It was pretty much just, I will show up each month and answer questions and have a chat. And there was other inclusions in it as well. But I didn't feel like I had really landed on the membership content or the topic that was really feeling right for me. And that's where Bold Darling really just came into its own that that was the membership that I could see myself on a long-term basis running and launched it in February last March last year as I said had an amazing response in the first launch launched it three times last year and now I launch it twice a year so this will be the second and only time the, only, the, only, the, the last time in 2023 that I opened doors and the reason that has been such a big breakthrough is it has demonstrated to me that I can build something that it's like the value of it grows over time. It has shown me the power of being consistent. It has shown me the incredible power of when women come together with the the mutual intention of supporting each other. You know, whether that's someone's having a shit time and we're on the, the monthly live tutorial and I talk to them about what's going on and give them some perspectives. And then the group is there and has really got their back as well. It's really, really special. And commercially, then it's been a huge breakthrough because it's recurring, significant recurring monthly income, which was something that I never had in my first business and had not had in the second business either. And the other great thing as well is it's a really great opportunity for someone to come in and test out what, what my style is like, what my content is like. And then three members from Bold Darling last year went on to become my Magnificence program mentees this year. So it's almost like a nice... It's a step up from doing a, a once-off course with me, but it's one step short of really signing up for one-on-one and, and working with me more closely. So it's just been great. I think it's got such a brilliant energy. The group is incredible. And yeah, I'm re- really, really excited to welcome more people in this month as well. Now, the last breakthrough, I wanted to include more of a personal one on here. I mean, obviously all these reflect in my personal life as well. And also more of a recent one. And that breakthrough was, so we're currently living in Spain. And from Sydney in November last year, I found a beautiful house in Spain that I promptly fell absolutely in love with. 
and nothing would satisfy me until I had locked in this house for our family when we moved to Spain in February this year. So I negotiated on it with, in terms of the lease, we committed to an 18 month lease. We also paid a set period of rent up front as well, and with a view to reducing the rent somewhat. So it was a little bit more than what we were paying in Australia per week. And we figured that the value was there. It was a magnificent house. So we lived in that house for three months. And alongside that, interest rates in Australia started to absolutely go bananas. If you're a homeowner in Australia and you've got a variable rate mortgage, you'll feel feel the pain of that. And the finances that we had gone away with we'd left Australia with, they started to look very, very different. And I started to feel really stressed about the the level of rent that we had committed to. So when Wade and I went to Marrakesh on a holiday together in early May, we said, okay, we need to, we need to move out of the house. We need to extricate ourselves out of this lease because it's just not working. It's creating more stress for us. And at the end of the day, we didn't move to the other side of the world from our, you know, beautiful, beautiful home in Sydney to live on baked beans and not do any travel and just you know move back to Australia with our tail between our legs. <laughs> so we made the decision that we wanted to, to, as I said, extricate ourselves from that lease. The owner of the house was beautiful. He was so gracious with us. He managed to rent the house pretty much straight after us. So we left and we got most of our bond back as well, which was amazing. And that was really a breakthrough because I think it represented a values shift for me because what I was valuing was the beautiful house, you know, the high flying European lifestyle, the the Instagram worthy house. And it was, you know, don't get me wrong. It was a beautiful home and we were very, very comfortable there and we had lots of space and it just felt like every morning used to wake up with this incredible view of the mountains. Like it was just stunning. So the house was really beautiful. But what I realized was that my values, either I wasn't clear on them going into that house secure securing that house or my value shifted somewhat because what I really valued was experiences and and travel and and also just peace of mind that they ranked a lot higher than 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 the the need for an Instagram worthy house so we moved to actually not a dissimilar sized house we've still got four bedrooms it's quite a large house still over four levels but it's not as fancy, you know, it's not that beautiful luxe finish that the previous house had. But it's also a third, one third of the rent that we were paying in the other house. So the financial peace of mind has just been incredible. And really the trade-off hasn't been that significant. You know, we've still got a pool, but it's now a shared pool, which is awesome because we don't need to maintain it. And there were like it was a huge expense as well. And we're much closer to school. So we were a 20-minute drive from the kids' school. Now we are a two-minute drive, which has been great. Closer to my cousin, closer to the beach, all the things. So it was an interesting breakthrough because I think, as I said, it came from a place of really re-looking at our values as a family and what we place value on. And what we did not place value on was living in a super, super fancy, expensive house we would rather have, as I said, the travel experiences and the fiscal peace of mind that this house has now given us. So there are my seven breakthroughs. As I said, I could probably do an episode with 30 of them, but I wanted to keep it pretty concise. And it was quite fun doing them in chronological order and just seeing how each layered on each other, you know, because at that NLP weekend, which is my first breakthrough, I experienced 
the desire for the first time to start my own business. And then we kind of move down. Then the business coach, then Ronan helped me with that. I then whittled down my revenue streams in the second business, focus on my energy management, implemented profit first, created bold darling. And then yeah, more recently recalibrated our living expenses to be more in line with our values as well. So I really hope you've enjoyed this episode. I really do love doing these solo ones, particularly with a a candle lit and having been on the beach all morning with, with our beautiful boy. I really, really hope that you will join me for the bold breakthrough. So remember, you can sign up. We're kicking off on Monday, the 18th of September, and you can sign up at lorrainemurphy.com.au forward slash TBB, the bold breakthrough. And as I said, I'll pop the link to the sign up into the show notes as well. So thank you so much for joining me for this week's episode. I'm looking forward already to bring you the next episode next week. Much love. I loved having you join me for this week's episode. Please do connect with me on Instagram at Lorraine Murphy Mentor and visit my website lorrainemurphy.com.au for tons of free resources and my reading list of all my favorite books. It would mean the absolute world if you could subscribe and share episodes you love with those that you love. Thank you for listening. Thank you.